Happy Pride from Tomboy X. Celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women. Creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes 3 extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. Me. Focus Features presents Back to Black. I want people to hear my voice and just forget their troubles. Experience the music and her story. Know this. I ain't no spy girl. Like never before. That's my daughter. That's my Amy. On the big screen. I want to be remembered. For just being me. Amy Winehouse. Back to Black. Directed by Sam Taylor Johnson. Rated R. Under 17. Not a minute without parent. Only in theaters May 17th. You know you've got a comeback in you. When you take the next step, you're going to make it count. For your career, for your family, for your life. You can earn a degree you're proud of with Purdue Global. Purdue Global is backed by Purdue University, one of the nation's most respected and innovative public universities. This is your chance. This is your opportunity. This is your comeback. Purdue Global, Purdue's online university for working adults. Start your comeback today at purdueglobal.edu. fucked a doctor i have not fucked a doctor have i fucked someone with a doctorate <laughs> i'm sure you have that sounds more like me she's she and i'm me not me not a whiny yo 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 god what is your childhood trauma i am a cocksucker hello your life's going down the toilet Hey, virgins. So this week we are skipping the chit chat and getting right to the meat and potatoes of the conversation. We got a lot going on this week. Lucky for you, if you are deprived of some news catch up, we always have our Patreon available to you at patreon.com slash like a virgin. So get into that while you await our return for chit chat. Today, we are talking about doctors and um medical things a lot of uh deep trans personal conversations happening here it's a bit of a fun and different episode for us because this is like a virgin the show where we give yesterday's pop culture today's takes as always i'm fran Torado. i'm rose Damu. are you ready to talk about <laughs> the medical industrial complex yeah cough twice <laughs> Got it. Okay. You want to play doctor, Fran? Actually, maybe you should play the doctor. Okay. We're going to play doctor, but not in, I guess, the sexy way. Although, I never played, like, sexy doctor. I'm not promising anything. I can't can't not promise sexual. So it could get heated in here. Heated by Beyonce. Tip, 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 tip tip on hardwood floors. Um, Okay. So let's play doctor. I'm going to be the doctor. Okay. Um... Okay, so you're you're like in the you're in the room, you're in the examination okay, room, okay. and you've been waiting bare assed for like forty five minutes. At least forty minutes. And someone has already come in and misgendered me. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Screw that's the door opening. Hi, um Mix Tarada. <laughs> that's I don't know if that's what my medical forms say, but I really appreciate the gender-affirming way you just addressed me. Thank you, Dr. Well, you're wearing a shirt that says, everybody knows I'm a transsexual, (laughs) so I figured it was a safe assumption to make. Um, (laughs) Thank you, Dr. So, Fran, is it? Fran, tell me, me, what brings you in here today? So, um, I recently had a gonorrhea and chlamydia scare, and I, I feel like, you know, because I've slept with these partners, I should get tested and maybe also get a shot. I also need my hormone levels checked. And there's something weird on my foot if you could also look at it. Great. So, you know, without examining you, I think I can diagnose you. Yeah. And the diagnosis I would give is that you're a whore. <laughs> Doctor, I would say that's a completely accurate di- diagnosis. Thank you so much for your time. Yeah. And you know what? I got the medicine for that. Oh, and what's the medicine <laughs> for that? It's this fucking sheacock. <laughs> 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 oh. 
I got a fever, and the I, only cure is more Shika. I mean, this is literally the the way my appointment at Cal and Lord went <laughs> weeks ago. Oh, you got fucked by your doctor? By your doctor um, in a way, <laughs> in a way. Um, um, I feel like honestly, there's something when you said that it kind of reminded me of that scene in this fucking Sheikok. <laughs> Continue. Sorry, it reminded me of what was the Rachel Vice series that we just watched? With oh, the twins? um, uh, what the fuck is it called? Dead, Dead Ringers, Ringers which Thank I never you. finished. Which you never finished. So Dead Ringers, a show we already discussed. There's a scene in it, an immaculate scene in it, where one of the Rachel Vices is talking to this guy and his wife um, in a doctor's office, and the wife briefly leaves, and then she basically, in a matter of seconds, goads him into pulling out his cock so she can oh, look at that it. That was so good. It's so good. It's one of the best doctor scenes I've ever seen in my time. <laughs> um, did you ever watch Grey's Anatomy? Of course I watched Grey's I Anatomy. I have watched zero episodes. What can you tell me? Um, so it's about surgeons. <laughs> and it's about Sandra this, Oh, mostly. It's about Sandra Oh. Well, it's about this girl, Meredith Grey, right. who is part of a, a class of residents who come to a hospital. And it's about them becoming doctors and also falling in love and, you know, making lots of bad decisions. Mm. And um, it... I'm sure it really does not resemble the medical field in any way. In any way. But it is very entertaining. Um, I want to um, hold space for our audience, Mm -hmm. as I'm sure that thinking about doctors or the medical field in any way or the pharmaceutical industry at large probably somewhat traumatic Mm -hmm. so you know um this will not really be a triggering episode though we're gonna shoot shit about about how how horrible it is honestly (laughs) doctors are the doctor um doctors are people who ostensibly exist to help us and in practice, um, are frequently horrible. Yeah. And the thing that we need to know about them is that generally speaking, they are running a business. And a lot of them aren't really interested in your medical care at all. And I think that honestly, you know, doctors, you know, have gotten this societal, have achieved this societal placement where like they're questioned so infrequently and they're they're just like, oh yeah, whatever you say goes because you went to a bajillion years of school and could afford that and now you are in this place and probably make zillions of dollars doing it. But um, everyone should be skeptical of their doctors. Did you ever want to be a doctor? No, thank God, no. Uh, I I yeah. did. I what really, kind of I, I wanted to be a surgeon mostly <gasps> because of Grey's Anatomy. And, but, I, but I realized very quickly that I... Was not smart enough because you have to <coughs> be very smart and remember so much stuff to be a doctor, and that there was no way I could stand for that long to do surgery. Oh, yeah. You, I mean, when you're a doctor, you have to be on your feet for like 12, 14, 19 hours a day. Like, it's yeah. insane. Can't do that. That's why they wear such ugly shoes. That's why they wear such ugly shoes and such ugly clothes, too. I mean, I know people are trying to like really up the scrubs game. They're like these influencer scrubs, figs or whatever, but like those are not that cute either. So I used to wear scrubs as a kid a lot because my dad, what? my dad worked at a hospital. And I don't know. Why did you wear scrubs though? Because he used to like bring them home, and whenever we spent the weekend at his house, like after my parents got divorced, like that's always what I would wear to sleep was the scrubs he brought home from the hospital. I do think I've talked about this before. My intense love for hospital food because we used to go visit my dad for the at the hospital, and he would take us to the cafeteria. Do you still like hospital food? I I do have this weird appreciation for kind of institutionalized food that is made in huge batches. Like airplane food. Like airplane food, cafeteria food food of any kind. Um, And hospital food food really gives me that. When was the last time you were in a hospital as a patient that wasn't just like an appointment? Like when was the last time you needed care from the hospital in a sort of extended way? As a patient... I mean, have I already told you the story about when my lungs spontaneously collapsed? <laughs> no, what? apparently not. No. Okay, um, let me see if I can tell the short version. 
The short version is I was in college. I was working as an 18-hour credit student. I was also a closeted smoker, which was something that I kept from my boyfriend at the time. And it's just an extremely stressed out, very skinny person. I was probably like 135, 140 pounds as a consequence of a recently healed eating disorder um, back in 20 whatever the fuck okay and rush music video sorry uh feel the rush yeah i'm not skinny i mean i'm still skinny but whatever anyways this is all relevant information because one day i was in the library studying for an italian test because i took italian because i had read read e pray love and thought it was a phenomenal piece of oh my literature. god i was watching e pray love this morning what why for, for work for it was for work um and i leaned over the back of my chair and i heard a little pop and i was like what was that James? What was that? <laughs> James? Um, and then I leaned back over and I was like, oh, like my back was cracking. That was weird. And then I was experiencing what was probably the worst possible pain I've ever experienced in my entire life. And I was like, what the fuck just happened? And in, in my head, I was like, is this what it feels like when people throw their back out? Like, is am I experiencing like back problems for the first time? Um, and anyways, I, you know, was too poor. Like, I, it, it was at a time, and honestly still is that time where it's like, I'm not going to go to the doctor's office just to give them $50 to, like, tell me that, like, yeah. I, you know, broke my back or whatever. Um, or that my back is, like, hurting. It's just like, yeah, I knew that. But um, I went two full days wandering around campus, being an 18-hour credit student. I was a commuter biker. I jogged every single day five miles. I did all of that for two days and an excruciating kind of quote-unquote back pain, which I found out was not a back pain when I finally did go to urgent care and then they did an x-ray on me and they were like, yeah, so you had a spontaneous pneumothorax. You literally only have one lung right now and have had one lung for two days. You need to go to the ER immediately. Would you like an ambulance? And they fixed it in like 15 minutes. It's actually a really simple surgery. And it's an incredibly common thing that happens to a very small number of people who are usually stressed and or really skinny and or smokers. And I was all three at the time. Did you have to be put under anesthesia? I I don't think I did need to, but I was like, you're doing that. I'm like not going to be awake yeah. for this. Like I do. I can't experience that. Being put under anesthesia is so cunty. It's so nice. Like I... I got something done in, when was it? Like 2021 that summer. I don't know if you remember this. I had a little a done, boop, boop, boop. A little boop, boop. Um, and I just, like that feeling of like um, being conscious one moment and then suddenly awake another moment completely somewhere else under ex- very different circumstances mm-hmm. is such a gag. Yeah. Wait, okay. That's how I wish I fell asleep every night. Okay. I, I want to be put <laughs> under anesthesia every night that when I go to sleep. That would be very bad for your brain Who cares? Health. But <laughs> who cares? Estheticians are probably making bank for not that big of a skill set, right? You have to go to so much less school to be an esthetician. Right? An or no, no, no. An not, esthetician. Not an esthetician, you, an, sorry. An, 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 es- an, an anesthesiologist. Yeah, that's what it is. That's what they're called. Um, I am, okay, have you ever had a doctor that you liked slash is it our doctor from LA? Dr. V. Dr. V. I loved Dr. V and I do miss him. Although, so I recently restarted care at Cal and Lord because since I moved back here, I have been saying over and over that I wanted to find a doctor at a private practice. I really didn't want to go to a queer health center. And then... I realized my estrogen was running out and I was like, fuck, I guess I just have to go back to Cal Lord because it's just the easiest thing, Ugh. even though it is not easy it's in not literally easy. any way. No. But I'm going to the Brooklyn one, so that makes things like marginally better. Um, but yeah, I really miss Dr. V, our gay ass doctor from LA. The gayest who- doctor, such a competent like runs his practice like a machine a well-oiled machine i miss and he's him. hot he is hot yeah he was hot i got recommended him from joel, joel Kim Kim Booster. Booster. <laughs> yeah. and i who was I, like this is the gay doctor that all the girls go all to all the girls go to yeah kind of yeah and i he so i worked with dr v for a bit and then there was someone else in his practice and dr jake collins who then became my primary care physician and also put me on estradiol honestly which is kind of a big deal and my whole Scenario. experience of that was so seamless and easy and unquestioned. I loved it. And I love Dr. Collins. And honestly, so this is in COVID era. And so everybody was still in masks 100% of the time. So I didn't really know what Dr. Collins looked like. But one day I was scrolling through Instagram and turns out he's like a hot 
doctor influencer and he has a kickin' bod and the most gorgeous face I've ever looked at in my entire life. One that I've never seen because it's always been under a mask. And I was like, what the fuck? This man just had his like rubber gloved fingers in my hole, like checking for prostate cancer or whatever. Um, yeah. But I would love to fuck a doctor. I would love to marry a doctor. I would love to marry a doctor. Because they would not be home a lot. Yeah, exactly. Oh, And they yeah. would get me, you know, I, they would prescribe me whatever I wanted. Wait, you know pills what? For, pills forever. You know what really fulfills this fantasy for me of being married to a doctor is The Kids Are Alright starring Annette Benning and Julianne Moore. Oh, yeah. Because Annette Benning is famously kind of the tied up, stuck up, like, work bitch doctor mom. And, like, her, like, overcommitment to work is, like, part of what is, like, wedging their re- her relationship to Annette Benning. That and the fact that she's, like, fucking the gardener. Um, but I, re- I just remember... S- bearing witness to their relationship and how loving and supportive it was. And I was like, yeah, you know, in a gay relationship, a lot of times there's an Annette and there's a Julianne Moore and I'm always the Annette. But I would love. Oh, to and be I'm the Julie of of this relationship. I'm definitely the Julianne. I would because I'm the redhead. I would disagree because you're very get shit done. But yeah, I guess like on paper because you're redhead, you like legally do have to be Julianne Moore. However, I would say I wish I was the Julianne Moore, and I feel like I would like to have a relationship where I'm the Julianne Moore and the one that's just kind of like. I don't really know what I'm doing for my career. I, I'll start like four businesses. Can I buy a truck, mommy? Like that's what I want to be. But I'm not. I'm well, maybe one day. Maybe one day I'll be taken care of by a daddy doctor. You know what doctors always make me think of is my is Highlights magazine. Do you remember? Highlights. <laughs> Do you remember? It was like the magazine for parents, and yes. it was always in the pediatrician's office. Yeah, with Nat Geo kids. Yeah. Um. I. I. I mean, and Nickelodeon magazine. Did you grow up hating going to the doctor? Yeah, I'm pretty sure. My parents didn't have, we didn't have fights about it, which was great. Like, I knew I had to go, but I hated, yeah, I hated doctors. The only doctors I enjoyed going to were eye doctors. I think the eye, I think, Weird. I, I think taking eye exams is really fun. Do you, um, are you squeamish about giving blood? No, I'm not. I'm a little bit of a baby sometimes, but like, I just look at my phone now and I'm fine because I, I feel like I have to get blood work done all the time because I'm gay. What about you? I like actively enjoy giving blood. Ah! You're like, take more, please. <laughs> yeah. I mean, oh, that's all you're gonna take? Are you well, sure? Well, I do have. Some, I got more. Something that's happened in the past couple of years is I apparently my veins are really hard to find, oh. either because I have like I don't know, like thick skin, or they're like really recessed or something. Mm. So it usually takes the nurse a really long time to find my veins, and t- sometimes they will have to. Insert the needle in many times oh. before, before they find. And you a love vein. it. I love it a little ah. bit. <laughs> I mean, I really don't have a problem with like doing doing my shots. You doing know, when needle. I inject estrogen, I uh, um I I just like am not squeamish about blood at all. Like I never flinch when a needle gets put in me. The other day, I was getting tattooed, and like my friend who was doing my tattoos, like kept asking. Are you okay? Are you okay? And I was like, Yeah, I'm fine. I mean, up until like oh, wait, the fourth. Tattoo. I haven't even seen your new tattoo yet. I have five new tattoos. Five. Yeah. Okay, we'll see them after. I fall asleep during tattoo appointments, especially now that I get stick and pokes from my friend Elliot. Those are like gent. They they feel nice. They feel like good. It's the fir- the first four were fine, and then once we got to my leg, that started to become a little bit of an issue. Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride and the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection. Obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through six X. Visit tomboyx.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. 
Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip hop beats and more on the iHeartRadio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. Obviously, like, when you're trans, you know, docked. And, and I think just like being queer in general, like doctors become a much bigger part of your life because before I started medically transitioning, I saw a doctor, you know, on a good, like a good decade, you know, once every couple years, mm. you know, when I was a kid, obviously I saw, I saw a doctor like once a year for a physical, but you know, being trans, like you have to be much more aware of what's going on in your body. And then also if you factor being on prep into it, then you have to see a doctor every three months mm. for to get your blood work done. Mm. Um, I I don't know. Like I think I now feel a lot less um, intimidated by medical stuff than before I started transitioning. Like there were definitely in my sort of like lawless twenties from college to when I started transitioning, like, in my later 20s, I, like, d- I didn't go to the doctor for years. I, like, had no idea what was going on in my body, but I was also young enough that it didn't really matter. Like, I was always bouncing back from things. That's kind of tea. Like, we really should get regularly checked up, especially when it comes to, like, screenings and cancer stuff. But for the most part, in your early 20s, like, you do not be need to be... This is, like, such terrible advice. But it's true! You pay so much to just visit the doctor because you're supposed to, especially when it comes to, like, dentists and eye doctors and all this shit, and then you end up throwing away so much money on co-pays and medicine you don't actually need or, like, things that you never asked for. Um, and you don't need it. Like, you're going to be fine through your 20s. Yeah. Like, go to the but doctor now, when you need to. But now, in my mid-30s, I'm medicated. Boots. Boots. Down. And let me tell you, just by, within an inch of my life, medicated, because health insurance... Don't even get me started. I'm still on my... California health insurance. <gasps> I have not changed it. So you're paying like $600 a month. No, no, no. I'm paying like nothing. Oh. I'm, on, I'm on the health insurance that I got when I left my last job and went on unemployment. Oh. So I pay like nothing. And, and you were still bad. covered by Dr. V? No, no, no. I you stopped pay- going to Dr. V. Oh, but what? But didn't. Oh, so you didn't have your insurance. When no, you no, no. To, oh, I see. I see. No, I didn't do like the I didn't switch my health insurance. To, I, I went on like the very basic like Medicaid insurance. I see. Or Medicare. Which one is for old people? Medicare or Medicaid? I think Medicare is for old people. Okay, Medicaid so Medicaid. Is for, um, I, but, oh, no, no, no. Medicare is for us. A medi- okay. Medicaid is for old well, people. Well, it hasn't been a problem yet. Um. I I mean I haven't been to the doctor a lot this year. I I only went for the first time um outside of like going to urgent care when I had strep throat. Mm. I just went to Calnord for the first time to start care there again and um like they didn't even have my current email or phone number. Like it is it's been a while. Yeah. Um and I <laughs> the the day that I went to Calnord, I saw Two people I knew, and then afterwards I tweeted something about Callan Lord, and someone I mutuals with messaged me and was like, "I sent this to my friend at Callan Lord," and they were like, "Oh, Rose Dom, you was just here." So it's like everyone I, knows it's, it's so bad, it's so annoying, and like that sounds very annoying to say, like, but it is like the the place where there is the, the high the highest likelihood that someone will recognize one of us yeah. because like it is vi- it's like when I went to see Caroline Polachek and Ethel Kane like I knew that was a place where people were going to come up to me and like know who I was because they listened to this podcast or like follow me on Twitter or whatever and the Venn diagram between people who go to a Caroline Polachek Ethel Kane show and people who go to Callan Lord is basically a circle yeah. um and that is honestly like the last place where I want 
to have an awareness that people have an awareness of me, you know? And, like, that's very, like, not a relatable problem, so I don't want to give it any more airtime. But it is weird, to because, like, when you are doing medical stuff, especially as a trans person, you are making yourself extremely vulnerable. Uh-huh. And that's not when I want to be worried about, like, someone being like, being like oh my Rose god I love oh my god I love your Twitter yeah you know, it's like whatever. don't I mean to have the sense to like not walk up to or acknowledge people at the doctor when they're at the doctors I hope people at least know that but like no I experience the same thing I love Callan Lord I stand like a lot of the fundraising or organizing that they do but um from my needs I go to Apicha which is a comparable like medical initiative for trans people and um I get recognized there I've I've seen people I know there, but I will say from my experience, because everybody I'm talking to or potentially being recognized by are like queer trans, it is a little easier to be there because I'm like, okay, we're all here for probably a, the same or similar reason. So I don't feel a type of way about it. But yeah, I think it's not much to ask for privacy in your place of medical care. You know what I mean? That shouldn't be, it shouldn't be a thing. I know, it feels like doctor-patient confidentiality I should also, extend to like being at any kind of medical center. I'm also realizing actually that what you've named is actually such a problem that I do I do wear sunglasses when I go into the doctor's office. Because I'm like I, I wear hat wear sunglasses. I was like, I don't want I don't want anybody talking to me. You no, know, like going to Callan Lord a couple weeks ago, I made sure that I like looked okay. Cause yeah. I was like, I yes. know I'm going to at the very least run into people that I know. And when we went to the doctor when we went to Dr. V, honey, we were Stunting. I I know I so, wasn't. I looked so good for Dr. V. I was like, I was like, this is a nice little medical facility, and these are some nice young men <laughs> touching me. I miss Dr. V so much. I and the way Dr. he said but but boot. 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 There was a period when I was in college when I used to watch a lot of surgery videos. What? Yeah. Was this, but this was after you already decided you're not going to be a surgeon anymore. Yeah, but like, <laughs> like so in my up. in my like early to mid twenties, I used to watch surgery videos on YouTube for a, fun, a lot for fun. Yeah. Ah. Uh, yeah. Like the that's kind of gory. Like open heart surgery. So you're not squeamish about surgery. that stuff. I actually have become a lot more squeamish in my old age. Yeah, I see. I see. Um, I can't do. It's not the gore that bothers me. It's sort of like weird body stuff mm. that bothers me, like weird holes and things like that. Um, I have a question. Yeah. Are About there, weird holes? Mm-hmm. Are there any um, sort of medical appointments or plans you are making for yourself in any sort of future that you have to then go to a doctor for? Are you asking me if I want to get gender affirming <laughs> surgery? You and I have talked about FFS before, and at a certain point, you really wanted it, and now you kind of don't. I don't know if that's something you want no, to talk I, about. I do, I do want it, and I'm kind of in a moment of like looking at my life and figuring out what I want now, being like a year out from having left a corporate job and like being a full time creative and. Something I want that like you and I have talked about is like I do think I want to have a job again and and a big part of that is that I do kind of kick myself for not taking advantage of having really good health care um, when I had a corporate job and just getting a lot of gender affirming surgery. So that is part of um, the appeal to me of having a job again is just like being able to get a lot of really cunty plastic surgery and like that is something I want and I have gone so back and forth on it because I am one of the few trans women I know who's had no gender affirming surgery hmm. um and I wouldn't wow would you say few you would say few I I think most trans women I know well hmm. um have had stuff done and like yeah. I, you know I, I don't think we need to talk about like our friends and what no, they've no, had no. done but you know like it is it's a, like a rite of passage now yeah it's expected almost it is it is expected and like especially to I don't know um, but, certain kinds of dolls yes yeah, certain kinds of dolls and like I have gone back and forth so much over you know the past 
seven years about whether it's something I want or not. And I've I've swung really far on the pendulum both ways at different times. And I I guess I am at a point now where I it is something that I want. I'm not sure what, I'm not sure when, I'm not sure like how um severe, but yeah, I mean there is part of me that just wants to like fully redo your face transform in some way i mean who doesn't it's such a it's such a wish fulfillment thing like very like the swan very disney princess-esque like the posts and or fundraisers and or parties that we witness to in brooklyn for the dolls and their ffs creates this kind of reveal that i think is really amazing and beautiful to behold but then it also creates this kind of standard of something that you want to be a part of because who because I know I you know look says people gender affirming care is not about beauty but also it is but also it <laughs> but is, also it is. Yeah. and we all want to be beautiful and and when we get when we come out of surgery we are pushing a button and dropping thousands of dollars or our insurance companies are dropping thousands of dollars to make us more beautiful and that is more often than not for our literal safety and or daily psychological survival. Um, but also, like, not everyone needs it. Not so, everyone should no. have to feel pressured to get it. But, you know, it is... I, I do really like that I I know so many people who have had really, like, the whole spectrum of gender-affirming care. And so I have people that I can ask about their experiences. Like, last year, I was considering having an orchiectomy and talk to people that I knew who had had one and ultimately decided that it was not for me at that moment maybe ever i don't know um and right now like i something that's been on my mind a lot is like vocal cord surgery cuz my voice is the thing that i'm probably the most dysphoric about although recently a lot of people have been telling me that they love my voice and that you they find it very soothing have a phenomenal and voice. um uh, when we were on fire island that was the thing that made people recognize me the most. Like, it happened multiple times on the boardwalk. <laughs> Someone would hear me talking and then turn around and be like, oh, my God, I love your podcast. So that's funny. That's um, a high compliment, but also kind of an even further encouraging re- reason for yes. you to do it so that you become even more yes. rec- unrecognizable. Um, and there's someone there's someone who I follow on TikTok right now who is about to start or who, who is about to get vocal cord no surgery. Way. So I'm just very – I'm very interested in – and she is someone who um, creates a lot of content about their transition. So I'm very interested to see what that process is like for her and, you know, maybe at some point in the future do that for myself. But, you know, like, that's not necessarily something I'm ever going to be super public about. And um, I don't think I, like, necessarily owe it to talk to anyone about it. And I also, like, fully feel like I have the the right to... To do it all or to absolutely change my mind and do none of it. And, um, you know, because, like, it's not, like, unfortunately, like, as we're talking about doctors, like, gender-affirming care specifically is not just about um, you and your gender and, like, um, uh, the way you, like, appear in the world. It also is about navigating an extremely, like transphobic and like bureaucratic um industry and like going to doing any kind of medical care is extremely daunting um and especially stuff that's like very tied to your gender is just a nightmare and i also just hate bureaucracy and like filling out forms and making appointments and honey that is probably the thing that the has the most prohibited me from getting filling out forms, from Steve. getting any gender affirming care is like scheduling appointments, um, having to deal with insurance companies, like that. If oh. honestly, if like when I was like a corporate baddie, if I could have paid someone to like, you could have, I probably could have, yes. and, I, and I should have. And you should have paid me, and that is something that I kick myself for. Is like I should have like hired like a, a like a transition assistant yes. or something. Actually, that has to be a thing. It probably already is. Yeah, someone out there. If someone out there, if you're looking for like a, a new, job. a new industry, to, uh, like a cottage industry to start, you should be like a, a like transition um, doula. Doula. Yeah.
Happy Pride from Tomboy X. We just dropped our Pride 24 collection. Queer founded, queer run, and creating size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Visit TomboyX.com to shop. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow the global story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350 plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play. So maybe like you and also not like you. So I honestly feel very comfortable on the podcast talking about a lot of things that I otherwise wouldn't in mixed company or on um social media so like i honestly feel great talking about like surgery stuff here and also like you know if when i do ever get i mean when i do eventually get like gender affirming care of any kind i will absolutely talk to anyone about it um if they're also seeking care because that exchange of information is just so crucial um not just referrals whether you had a good experience what you did what didn't go well things like that things that you wish you had done um i've already had an ffs consultation um at a doctor that uh two of my girlfriends went to i'm not doing it through my insurance i'll do electrolysis through my insurance i would do a few other things through my insurance but i'm not doing my ffs through my insurance because i was like i'd much rather wait until i am wealthy enough to pay for it because i want the best that i can get and that doesn't that's not to say that there are there isn't the best that you can get under your insurance but to do it through insurance is a longer process with a longer waiting list and a slimmer and a slimmer group of people to choose from depending on what state you're in and like what like like what part of the country you're in and that's something where it's just like i would pay to not have to deal with that um and i'm also just not on a corporate insurance anymore so i might as well pay out of pocket right if there's anyone out there who's listening to this podcast who wants to give us free surgery no but please that's okay. let us know wait this is so relevant so i actually would never do spawncon surgery like and that is i'm saying knowing full well that that is a free like 30 40 50 thousand dollars like uh, worth of work like I would never because I don't want people to like look at my face and be like yeah that was the face brought to you in part by Dr. Lee LSPC sorry I name dropped Caitlyn Jenner and Dylan Mulvaney as FFS surgeon um, but like I, but like I just don't want that like no offense like I have no qualms with Dylan Mulvaney I think that everybody needs to do what they need to do and her bag is influencing there's nothing wrong with that but it's just like that's not my bag that's not the bad. That's not what I want to be associated. That's not how I want people to see me. And I don't want a little tag on my face everywhere I go. You know what I, I mean? I get that. Yeah, that that makes sense. That sounds really anti-capitalist, but it's actually just vain. Like I'm just vain, and I don't want people to think that I brought it. So like when I do get FFS and any other gender affirming care in that pool, I'm not talking about it on social media. Like, I'm disappearing. All my friends will know. Same. I'm disappearing, and you will see me back beautiful as a butterfly. It's such a weird thing to talk about, honestly, just because of the beauty aspect, but also just, like, how weirdly we conflated the medicalization of transness with transness itself, which is, like, a conversation we don't have the time to to have. Mm. Um, but I... I'm endlessly grateful for all the girls that have already done it and have been so willing to document fully on their stories and or close friends, like the fluid draining, the stitches that they have, the weirdness of how it sets in, like how much they can talk or move their mouth, like like crazy detailed experiences of medical transition now exist online, on YouTube, on Instagram because 
of this information exchange and also because of everyone's hunger to be a little famous. Um, There was this girl on Twitter recently who shared this text she had sent her dad who when this one time her dad misgendered her and she sent him a text of her post-op pussy. And was like, it's she. <gasps> Bye. Word. Good for her. That's how you do it. Yeah, I think that is so cunt. Literally. <laughs> Keep them serving cunt. Am I right? Wait, what did she say? Luann? Oh, I hope you keep on serving cunt. I hope I actually my voice is kind of giving her right now. You are. I hope you keep on serving cunt. <laughs> <laughs> that was not exact. Should we should we do one last doctor role play before yeah. we sign off? Okay, yeah. Um, okay, you're the doctor this time. Hi, I'm Dr. Luann. Um, <laughs> how are you doing today, young lady? I'm great. Um, so I'm here because I really want to get Lady Gaga born this way cheekbones. Oh. And I know that you're like preeminent in this field. Oh, yes. We have that procedure on our kind of um, offerings pamphlet here. Yeah, so what are the cheekbones made out of? Well, okay. I'll have to ask. Hang on. Let me bring her out. We have Val from Glow Up here who is going to be actually um, performing, the, performing surgery? the surgery. Oh my today. God, Val. Dang dong. My name is Val. <laughs> <laughs> I think your face is smashing and you don't need a damn thing. Don't get FFS raised on you. That's kind of Australian. I'm sorry. <laughs> but Val, it is my right to choose surgery for myself. So get that scalpel out and put your whole pussy into these cheekbones. Ding dong. You are so right. <laughs> <laughs> you are so right, Rose Dummy. What, what, what can I... <laughs> Let me just get the scalpel right now. You that, don't need, you um, don't need actually, Val, do you? That's a chainsaw. That's not a scalpel. No, no, this is right. This is the right equipment. Let me just oh get those cheekbones. Val, 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 no! Can you insert like chainsaw noises? Stick around for a little preview of this week's Patreon episode. Absolutely free to you. If you want to listen to the entire episode, you can mosey over to our Patreon at patreon.com slash likeavirgin. Currently, we're doing recaps of And Just Like That and lots of other fun, exclusive content for our paywall princesses. You can also buy our merch at likeavirgin42069.com. Follow us on Instagram at likeavirgin42069. You can also follow me anywhere you want at Rose Domu. You can find me at Friend Squishko anywhere you like. Like a Virgin is an iHeartRadio production. Our producer is Phoebe Unter with support from Lindsay Hoffman and Nikki Etor. Until next week, I guess it's never really over. Just because it's over doesn't mean it's really over. It's really over and if I think it ever, maybe I'll become a number again. <laughs> Talk to me about Polysecure. <laughs> Girl, I'm not finished enough with Polysecure to give you a full overview, but I will definitely tell you that I um, know your attachment style and mine now. <laughs> and I feel oh, like... What's, what's what's mine? Well, they're not like rigid labels, so I, I don't want to like kind of like foreclose that onto you, and I'm also not a professional, so I won't, I won't, really, I won't really describe more on the podcast, but I... No, I, no, no, I want to hear it. No, you said it. Now you have to diagnose me. You, okay, so for the virgins, everybody has like kind of combination um attachment styles a lot of the time so this is only one of your attachment styles but i know that one of them is this um what did you like underline it in the book and said this is rose no no i didn't um oh it's called dismissive attachment explain more well it's just like when because of of how you are cultured and who you are that you're you're used to keeping people at an arm's length which is that's true when once again like these are not like damning labels that like prove who people are they are they are crutches that you know we default to if we're not plugged into like 
what it means to actually connect with a person, which you are fully capable of, obviously. Um, <laughs> unless I, I don't just, want to. <laughs> unless you don't want to. But like, I mean, it's this, I mean, my attachment style is like anxious or in, like, or avoidant, like, and, or combo of those. And I would, those say, are more, just I would say more anxious. <laughs> <laughs> You're not um, really, I don't actually see you as an avoider. No, I'm, I'm someone who, well, it depends on on the circumstance and the relationship because I am someone who can shut people out of my brain and existence if I want to. Mm-hmm. Like I can be very out of sight, out of mind, or like I can just choose to not care about certain things in ways that I find avoidant. But I'm also just not a professional and I haven't finished the book. So I think like in a follow-up book corner, I'm definitely going to talk more about Polysecure. Maybe we'll talk about Paul's Politics the Form of a Mortal Girl, although I do say that every year, every month. I say I'm going to read the book that you're doing. Um, yeah, I don't really see... I think this was us talking about it. <laughs> yeah. that All that is to say, um, Polysecure is something that I'm reading just because it's like relevant to my life now. And I think that polyamorous relationships are fascinating. I have no... I don't have a ton of like knowledge about them and i think that regardless of whether you are poly or not and i'm not um you can learn a lot from poly forms of attachment and poly structures of relationships because they're so much more liberated i think that's really cool i also don't know if i've ever seen a successful one happen yeah i i'm trying to think of one I, you know, was giving a friend relationship advice recently, and I won't go into too much detail. Mm -hmm. And I don't, I'm not really qualified to give relationship advice, but I did end up saying that this thing that, that I, I feel, which is that I think as, um, you know, evolved queer people in 2023, we are sort of expected to be okay with polyamory or um to have it as the default in our relationships and i wanted to you know what i told this friend was it's okay if you're not it's okay if you don't want if it's okay to not want to have an open relationship like it's there is a reason why like i guess i know society is like fucked up and we live in like this horrible cis heteropatriarchy but like there is a reason why most people are in monogamous relationships and like it's oh i'm not saying it's right but i'm saying like it's okay to want that because we've been conditioned to want it yeah and you shouldn't force yourself to be in a polyamorous you shouldn't force yourself to be polyamorous because you think it's like the the quote-unquote right thing to do as Especially as a queer person. If you're forcing yourself to be poly for any reason, like you're already kind of setting yourself up for failure. I'll agree with a lot of what you said. You know, I I think that monogamy should be challenged. And like, if I could push a button and like um, relational fluidity were the default instead of monogamy, like I think that society would change, right? Like monogamy is a product of a very specific kind of colonialism and and just like how the operate how the world operates and defaults because of like a kind of structure of marriage and partnership that we've created and i think that polyamory is has been around for eons yes but is a very new tool to a lot of people who don't know how to use it and i think that a lot of the reason that I find that poly relationships aren't working out is because one, there's a person in the relationship who is acquiescing their commitment to this poly relationship because they want to keep someone or because they don't want to seem like old fashioned. And lo and behold, they're actually not poly. Two, I feel like people um, are can be sometimes extremely entitled or selfish about the number of partners they want to take on probably as a product of previous trauma or attachment styles that led them to feel like they couldn't actually have one person they could be alone with. And then I also think that at the end of the day, we just, uh, the people that are in poly structures are not read up on how polyamory works. Yeah. And they should be. 
Yeah, I mean, I think it's, it's very, I think it's very admirable that you want to sort of do your research before you know potentially entering any kind of polyamorous scenario. Yeah, I mean, I don't think I'm gonna do that, but I feel like I a lot of my friends are poly, and I feel like I myself when I like when I have a partner, I've never had an open relationship before, even. So I want to learn how to do that. And polyamory teaches you how to do that, how to be happy for your partner, how to experience compersion, how to mitigate and have a conversation with jealousy or ego. You know, those are things that I want to learn, even if I'm not poly. And so, yeah, that's that's what I'm learning. I don't even know how to be in a monogamous relationship. Yeah. So, like, that's yeah, that's kind of where I'm at. I'm not ready for the, you know – the next i'm not ready for the 202 class of of relationships so kind I'm of just same gonna, actually i'm just gonna stay where i'm at love Happy Pride from Tomboy X, celebrating pride in the queer community all year. Queer founded, queer run, and the makers of the original boxer briefs for women, creating sustainable size and gender inclusive underwear, swimwear, and loungewear for all bodies so you feel comfortable in your own skin. Tomboy X just dropped their Pride 24 collection, obsessively fit tested for all day comfort in sizes three extra small through 6X. Visit TomboyX.com. I'm Katia Adler, host of The Global Story. Over the last 25 years, I've covered conflicts in the Middle East, political and economic crises in Europe, drug cartels in Mexico. Now I'm covering the stories behind the news all over the world in conversation with those who break it. Join me Monday to Friday to find out what's happening, why, and what it all means. Follow The Global Story from the BBC wherever you listen to podcasts. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.